0: Welcome to another edition of the Ebony Bird Podcast. I'm your host, Jake McDonald. Thanks for, for joining us today on Blog, Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. Uh, for all things, this is a Baltimore Ravens podcast courtesy of the Ebony Bird and Fans Sighted. You can check us out at ebonybird.com. Our Twitter handle is at ebony underscore bird. Mine is McDonald 95 and I am joined by both of our site experts, Chris Schistler at footballman58 on Twitter, and Joe Schiller at... Uh, Joe Schiller on Twitter with two R's at the very end. I'll, before we get started, I just want to go to you guys, uh, just ask how your days are going so far. We'll go to Joe first. I know, uh, did you start classes this week at McDaniel? Because I, I, start, I started today.
1: Yeah, first week of classes. Um, just got the first day done. a so long semester, but it should be a good one. Uh,
2: no sense in diving into it. It wasn't a great day at work. Uh worked 12 to 8, so I'm ready for some football talk for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I myself getting settled in at Bloomsburg. I got here Saturday. Uh, haven't had an actual class yet because I have three online classes, so I'm physically going to be in class tomorrow. Uh, so busy day with my internet getting set up today, but we're finally here. Uh, normally we drop this podcast on Thursday, but because the Ravens game is coming at us this week on a Thursday night, we're going to try to get this recorded a little bit ahead of time. Uh, so let's go to our first topic, which was announced today. Uh John Harbaugh, head coach of Baltimore Ravens, contract extension. Um, He's entering his 10th season coaching the team. Uh, This extension is through the 2018 season, so this season and then next season. Uh, And then this is the sixth longest tenure among NFL head coaches. So uh, with this news, the most um, big point of discussion, I think it's big news because really the entire Ravens coaching staff, particularly the offensive side of the ball, was – they're under a lot of pressure this season due to the fact that they haven't made the playoffs three out of four seasons – I was not surprised when I heard the news because I know uh, Bishotti, the Ravens owner, and John Harbaugh are very close, and Bashadi likes the way Harbaugh does things, but I was a little surprised that it was announced this early. I thought uh, with them missing the playoffs the last couple of years, news like this would have broke maybe after the season. So, uh, Chris, we'll shoot it over your way first, and then, Joe, you can follow up. Uh, how did you react to upon hearing this news?
2: I had a really mixed reaction. Uh, there's a part of me that kind of is like, good, this is a... Statement from the owner. He's he's maybe on the hot seat, but he's got time. He he believes in what he's doing. Everything's okay. But I also think it's kind of frustrating to have a losing losing record after the Super Bowl. Um, then have all the struggles. You have the five and eleven season. You have the eight and eight losing to Pittsburgh on Christmas. It just I feel like we need to put some pressure on Harbaugh. I, I think one of the problems is he's a little too comfortable. I don't think Marty Morningwick would have been kept on if he wasn't so comfortable in his job and he didn't know that Bashadi viewed him as his guy. So I'd like to see a little pressure on Harbaugh, so, and this takes some off of it, and I don't like that. It's a mixed emotions. There's some good and some bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not really surprised about it. Kind of shuts up some of the critics saying Harbaugh's in the hot seat. I mean, he's still in the hot seat. I mean, they could terminate his contract whenever he wants. But I mean, it shows the confidence to Scotty and the other uh, members of the front office having them. And like Chris said, like losing record after the Super Bowl is not something you want. But I just feel like they're so comfortable with him like, as head coach. I don't think they want to move on now. Uh, this season will definitely be a big determining factor, especially since Biscotti lets let Harbaugh kind of choose the coordinators. I mean, everyone was kind of mad that Harbaugh brought back all three coordinators and Scotty kind of gave him that power to do that. So that'll be a big telling factor. I feel like it still kind of goes with Harbaugh though. Like he either um, floats or sinks with the ship because it was pretty much his call to bring back these coordinators. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out this season because we know even if he does get the contract extension, that doesn't mean he's still secure here. So.
0: And that was not the only news that broke today out of the Ravens, out of Owings Mills, as it was announced that linebacker Albert McClellan, who uh, isn't normally too impactful a starter on defense, but a really big guy that can play both inside and outside the linebacker position who can also play special teams. And it's, it's announced that he goes out with a torn ACL. Uh, happened in practice last week. So he's obviously – out for the season. I think this is a lot of big blow that a lot more people are letting on. Uh, Joe will shoot to you first and then head over to Chris. But uh, really, this is a tough blow. Not only do they lose a versatile player on defense that could play multiple spots, but they lose one of their leaders on special teams, which aside from Justin Tucker, has been prone to struggle at times.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is definitely a bigger deal than people are letting on. He's a huge special teams player. And the Ravens lost a couple guys in free agency that were main special teams players last year, like, Kyle Uzchek and we know Jerry Rosenberg prides himself on his special teams play. And we could have seen Albert McCall and maybe get some reps on inside linebacker. I don't think Kamala Correa is definitely a lock there, but I'm so numb to this to these injuries now that I feel like it just doesn't even surprise me that someone like him towards ACL. I mean it's it's terrible, but it's just once you feel that, once you see that these players are out for a couple of days and Don Harbaugh doesn't say anything about it, you just you just have this feeling that something bad's happening. And then of course you hear the news that he his ACL.
2: Well, I, I I actually did a fifty-three man roster, and I I looked at it and I said, you know, what, Albert McClellan might not make this team this year, and Bam Bradley has a lot of potential. You're stacked at linebacker, and he happened to be the odd man out. That I, it's disappointing to see him out for the year. You never want to see him go out with an injury, but I actually think he could have ended up being cut. Um he's a great special teams player. Um, this really opens the door for bam Bradley, who's the coolest name of football. But I, I love Albert McClellan, he's always one of my favorite guys. A great special teams player, and having that guy who can come in and play linebacker when you need him is is pretty cool. I I I'm not a I'm not like I'm numb to this, like Joseph. I it's just one thing after another. But we have so much on defense. It doesn't, like, McClellan may not have even factored in this year because we improved the second level of our defense that much.
0: Yeah, if this was an injury to, like, the wide receiver position or the offensive line where it was a season-ender, I'm sure a lot more people would be up in arms about it. Uh, some good news today for the Ravens. Two of their uh, their last two first-round picks tackle Ronnie Stanley and cornerback Marlon Humphrey have returned to practice after missing some time. That's obviously good to hear because uh, another former uh, First round pick Rashad Perryman is still out dealing with a hamstring injury. He hasn't practiced really since the beginning of training camp, and unless he plays on Thursday, will go through basically his third preseason in a row and only having one game to show for it in the preseason. But he did play all 16 games last year, so hats off to him. Uh, but now another piece of news on the injury front is cornerback Maurice Kennedy, who underwent a knee procedure earlier in the off season uh, following a on the injury and training camp. He goes on the injured reserve designated to return spot. So he, If he does come back this season, it won't be until later, kind of like it was with Matt Elam uh, last last year when he, I think it was last year when he, when he had the uh, return about halfway, a little more than the season. Uh, but that leads us to another que- uh, point about John Harbaugh we were talking to earlier, kind of doing a whip around back to Harbaugh. Uh, he's done this not only uh, on Sunday or Saturday, excuse me, after the game, uh, 13-9 win over the Bills. Harbaugh was asked, about uh, from Baltimore Sun, writer Jeff Zreback when Joe Flacco would be back from his back injury because, of course, Joe hasn't practiced a training camp at all. And then Harbaugh asked him if it was really that important for him to know when he comes back, but he did guarantee that Flacco would be back by the regular season. But uh, this really strikes me the wrong way because I'm sure that there are a lot of fans out there that care about uh, when Flacco returns a lot more than Zreback does. I'm not saying he doesn't care, but I'm just saying... Uh, from covering the team, there's so much going on. There's only so much you can carry, you know, care about at once with all the team news going on. But the but nonetheless, the Flacco story is a big deal. Uh, the Reback, whether or not he actually has a vested interest, it's his job to get information uh, related to the Ravens out to the public for the Baltimore Sun, the very big uh, sports media outlet in Baltimore. He's just trying to do his job, and for Harbaugh to uh, deny, you know, request on just inquiring about when Flacco would return to the field. It's it's our starting quarterback. It's a big deal, and uh, Chris will shoot to you for this one. Then we'll go to Joe. It's not just the fans that want to know. What about you know? It could be guys in playing in an eighteen uh, team you know fantasy league that need a backup quarterback for them. Um, there are a lot more people besides uh, Zreback that care about when Flacco coming back to the field.
2: It sounds like this is going to be something we're going to have to get used to. It sounds like this is the new policy in the castle. We're gonna say whatever we want to say, not say whatever we want to say. Sounds like we're gonna to have to get used to it, and I I hate it, but I mean, look around in the NFL, you don't see a bunch of talkative coaches. I there's there's very few Pete Carrolls. There's a lot a lot of Bill Belichick disciples or people who want to follow in that mold. There's not a lot of people who will be really tongue in cheek and you know play around with the reporters. I I think Harbaugh's at the point where he's had to answer so many questions about so many injuries that it's just like, if I have to answer one more question about an injury, I'm going to snap. So I think he's tired of it, and he has the power to say, stop asking me this question. It sucks for the fans. It sucks for the reporters. But I – harville has the power to change the situation and he has the power to keep it the same so i think we're going to have to get used to it
1: part of me really agrees with that but then part of me feels like he wouldn't be in his position if he just brought some clarity on the situation. Like I feel like with the Flacco injury, we first heard from him, it was like one to two weeks. Then it's the whole preseason. Then we heard three to six weeks from Ian Rappaport and some of the NFL guys. It just, part of it, rubs me the wrong way just because we've seen all the injuries this off season. And with Alex Lewis and now Albert McClellan, you don't hear anything from them and they're not practicing. Then all of a sudden, boom, like there's these season ending injuries. And I get it as Harbaugh. You don't want to say it. You're going to announce it when you fully know, because you don't want the fans freaking out. But like Jake said, this is a starting quarterback. I mean, this is a big deal. I feel like out of any player, we need to know if Flacco's going to be back. And Harbaugh promised that he's going to be back. But why not just give that clarity in the first place? I feel like we get a week-on-week kind of promise. But just be, clair- just like be clear in the first place, and then these questions won't come up. I feel like if Harbaugh just said, well, he'll be ready for the first preseason or for the first regular season game like he won't play in the preseason, then we wouldn't be asking these questions all the time. And he's going to get these questions from the – from and all the other guys, it's their job. I mean, their number one job is to report on what's going on with Ravens players and Flacco is the number one priority. I mean, we, none of us want Ryan Mallory or Josh Woodrum sorry, in the first preseason or the first regular season game. So I, this is just going to be a never-anything until we finally see Flacco back on the field. Yep. and Jeff, Chris. Oh,
2: I just, I'm just at the point with a where I, I'm so sick of the bad, the Harbaugh stuff. I want to get back to the good hardball stuff because we're giving this guy an incredible amount of credit for the good. And it's like, no matter what he did bad, oh, he did all that good. So I, he's got an attitude for a guy who's really not done anything for the last few seasons. He's got a Super Bowl ring. And not a lot of coaches have that, but I don't know, man. I'm gonna, I'm getting sick of it, but I think we're gonna have to try to learn to get used to it because I don't see it changing.
0: Yeah, that's why the um the you know his contract extension, even though it's just for another season, it you know it kind of comes at just an oddly odd time because of uh you know the rumors about he's being on the hot seat because he hasn't made the playoffs three out of four seasons. Kind of like how uh you know just the timing of it was a little bit strange and people were talking about that. One more positive note about uh, Brashad Perryman before we uh, switch gears. Apparently before the Ravens' uh, third preseason game against the Bills on Saturday, he was running out on the field, and according to multiple reporters, including Zreebeck, he's not back up to full speed, but he is about uh, 75%, 80%, was uh, running really fast, so we'll have to see um, if he's ready, Perryman, that is, for week one, coming up a week from Sunday against Cincinnati. So... Before we preview, we dissect Week Four as they go to face the Saints. The Ravens do this week, Thursday night, at eight o'clock. We need to talk about uh, their thirteen nine win over the Bills. I'll be honest. Uh, if we, you know, if me and Chris talked about this last week. I didn't get a chance to watch the game uh, because, you know, I moved back up to school that day, and I'm in the middle of uh, Central Pennsylvania and Columbia County up in Bloomsburg, and I didn't have internet either, so I didn't even attempt to uh, to watch the game at the time, as I just got internet today. Uh, so for those who watched, we'll go to uh, Joe first. You know, comments, concerns, you know, just a, a quick summary of uh, what transpired on uh, Saturday, and then if Chris wants to add anything else, we'll shoot over to him next. So Joe, what do you what would you think about the Ravens in their low scoring affair with the Bills on Saturday?
1: All right. So I was at the game on Saturday with my family. Didn't pay for preseason tickets because that's just not what my bank account can handle, and I wouldn't want to do that anyway. Uh, just made takeaways from it. I feel like it's just what we've seen all preseason. The offense was, like, eh, and then the defense was really good. Um Ty Rod, I love him, but got the concussion. Ravens' defense was pretty much dominating them the whole night. They barely had – I think Chris retweeted it, it was like 1.5 yards per play in the first half or something ridiculous like that. Uh, defense was just playing really well. I thought Josh Woodrum had a chance to really bump – up over Ryan Mallett. He didn't do that. I feel like the the one drive was good, but overall he just looked the most human he has all preseason with the snap that went over his head and a couple other plays. He overthrew Mike Wallace on that one play that could have been a touchdown. And he did throw that touchdown to Mazzell. I just thought he had a chance to really kind of overtake Mallett, and he didn't do that. But I think my biggest takeaway was Mazzell, I think, is really pushing Buck Allen for that second running back spot. And we talked about it the other day. But I think if the Ravens end up taking five receivers, that could really open up a spot for Mazzell, maybe working out of the slot with a Danny Woodhead or something like that, because we really haven't seen anything from these wide receivers at all. It kind of feels like last season Mazzell was the leading receiver. Uh Some of the other guys, I think the, Chris Moore had two catches for 16 yards. Chris Matthews, one catch for 15 yards. Without Perryman, Wallace, and Macklin, I'm well worried about the depth behind them. So, I think they could, there's definitely a big possibility that they could only take five wide receivers, which is crazy because we've been talking earlier this preseason and how they almost had too many wide receivers to take with Tim White and, and at a boy Joe. So it'll just be an interesting thing that I think that's going to play out in the fourth preseason game and heading into the regular season.
2: Yeah. I thought one thing that struck me as important was that the Ravens didn't force a dress rehearsal on this game. They didn't have their pieces on the offense that they got from work in and they basically got out of there. The same thing with the defense. You would like to see something at all from the offense while the Bills had their top players in, but it wasn't surprising to see the offense fizzle. In fact, one thing I did like is the right side of the offensive line with Austin Howard and Marshall Yonda with Jensen at center. That's a pretty good starting unit until you look at James Hurst at left tackle, Honestly, if Ronnie Stanley comes back, uh, maybe you put Utah at center and move Jensen to guard. The offensive line is doable. Uh, Mazzell played out of his mind. I, he's better than Buck Allen. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we kept four running backs, said goodbye to Talia Farrow, said goodbye to Ortiz, kept Ricard as a fullback package kind of guy, but I, I think five wide receivers is really all you can afford to keep. They're not doing anything. They're unproven. I mean, Keenan Reynolds has no place on this team. He hasn't caught a uh, pass this preseason. He only had, I think, one reception last preseason. He had a 46-yard punt return. Who cares? I keep trying to root for this guy, but he hasn't done anything. Um at boy or Chris Matthews, you know, you got some battles there, but you know, who do you really count on other than Mike Wallace, Jeremy Macklin, and hopefully healthy Brashad Perryman. I just don't know where the receptions are going to come. Cause it's not like the tight ends are doing anything of note. The defense looks incredible. And w- one thing I want to say is Jalen Hill, Jalen Hill. Oh my goodness. He should be our starting nickel. He played out of his mind. Um, all preseason, just solid technique. I could not be more impressed with him as a young man. Oh, my goodness, he's playing well from Jacksonville State. Would have never guessed that we'd be talking about Jalen Hill. And one last thing I'll say, and then I'll wrap this up, is that Tyus Bowser and Matt Don are hard to handle off the edge. So the Ravens outside linebacker situation is unbelievably good.
0: And it will all come to a head this Thursday, preseason game four at New Orleans. The second year in a row that they've uh, wrapped up the preseason in New Orleans against the Saints. Three out of four years. That is coming to you Thursday night at eight o'clock p.m. on WBLWBO WBAL News Radio and the Baltimore Ravens website, streaming live with game day audio. Uh, I did not watch the game on Saturday, and I will probably not watch the game on Thursday. Uh, not because I don't want to. Uh, I, I probably will have something going on on Thursday night, but um, at the same time. We're not going to be seeing a lot of the starters, if any, uh, that we're going to see September 10th against Cincinnati. Why risk it at this point with all the injuries they suffered? So, uh, Chris, we'll go to you first. Uh, You know, obviously we know that stars aren't going to play much, and that will leave a lot of players on the bubble. Um, So, for those who may not – for those who plan on tuning in – um, if they have nothing else to do, uh, for lack of a better term. Who are some players that, that you think are that people should be watching? Well, that I think Kaquan
2: Mazel and Buck Allen are going to get plenty of touches and carries, um, so that's something to watch. I think Buck Allen literally has to fight for the running back job or as going into camp, you know, it seemed like a lock. Um, I, I think on defense, the defensive linemen have to Willie Henry, I know is a draft pick, but I haven't seen much from him and it's a huge group, so if you look at a guy to get rid of on the defense, he could be the guy you end up uh cutting. Um, I doubt we would, but that's possible. So there's some guys who have a lot to prove in this game. Um, wide receiver, could anyone step up and show that you should make the but I truly believe the fourth preseason game is utterly meaningless. You've had training camp, you've had three preseason, preseason games. They're doing this because they have to, not because they want to. I think the roster could be made today and no one would think anything of it. I just, it's, we're not going to learn anything in this game. There's, there's players who have a lot to prove, but if you haven't proved it by now, you're in trouble.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: I completely agree with that. This fourth preseason game pretty much means absolutely nothing. The only thing I would say is it was a little interesting when I was at the game. We left at the end of the third quarter, but Kamala Correa was in the game for a good amount of time, which I thought was really interesting. They have him labeled as a starter, but I feel like that's just kind of up in the air. He's been the starter for now, but I feel like there are a couple other players that could definitely take his place. Um, Maybe that would be the thing to watch out for. Like Chris said, the wide receivers. I mean, you're, you're going to see maybe Mallet for a little bit, probably a lot of Woodrum and Thad Lewis. I mean, is that really going to do that much for some of these wide receivers? I think we're just looking more at them taking less wide receivers and maybe a couple running backs in the slot to act as another receiving threat. So I just, you know Hardball's not going to want to get anyone injured, so it's just going to be a big game for some of the backups. But other than that, there's really nothing to watch in this game.
0: Again, that comes at you Thursday at 8 p.m. This is the Ebony Bird Podcast coming at you on on uh, Blog Talk Radio or iTunes, courtesy of Ebony Bird and Fansided. One last thing, a little bit of a, a mailbag question we have here. We got this on Twitter uh, from Jordan Hess, at Hess on Twitter. He asks, uh, do you think a healthy Marlon Humphrey will get game reps on Thursday? We'll do a quick roundtable here. Joe, uh, I'll, I'll go first, then Joe, then Chris. Uh, I I don't know if Marlon Marlon Humphrey is completely healthy right now, and if he isn't, you know, he's your first-round pick. You want to get him some reps, but if he's not nearly 100%, there's no reason why he should play any more than a couple snaps, if that, on Thursday night. Uh, Joe, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, absolutely not. I feel like there's no way Harbaugh puts him out on there. We've barely see him this preseason, as we know, with the Ravens flock There's just been so many injuries, I don't think it's even worth risking it. If you want him to be some kind of contributor during the season, he can get some reps uh, during the season, but I think if you want him to help out the season, there's no way you play him right now. Yeah,
2: I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you guys. There's no point. Um, what is a rep against fourth stringers trying to make a team going to do for his progress. There's no point.
0: Again, Ravens wrapping up the preseason against the Saints this week, so be sure to watch that on Thursday night. Again, this is the Ebony Bird Podcast. I want to thank you for listening. Be sure to check us out on EbonyBird.com. Ebony underscore Bird on Twitter. I'm your host, Jake McDonald, at McDonald 95 Man 58 and Joe Schiller for our two-side experts, Joe and Chris. You can find them both on Twitter, so for both of them, I'm Jake McDonald, and for all things Ravens, be sure to check out EbonyBird.com. We will talk to you guys after the Ravens wrap up their preseason on Thursday night. So enjoy the game, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Ebony Bird Podcast.